and welcome into the roundtable for today. Of course, we heard from Clarissa Hawes in terms of Amazon seeing an antitrust suit filed its way from 17 states, 17 attorneys general, as well as the FTC. And joining us to talk about it here, Thomas Watson and Zach Strickland. Fresh off vacation. Glad to see you again, sir. Fresh off the boat. Fresh <laughs> off the boat. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the let the uh, the the filing the has come down and now this is after four years uh, of a study and Amazon now finds itself again un, not unexpectedly uh, on the back end of what this would be first off your impressions of of what this means is obviously to the to the behemoth as it is in of itself and then what it means to perhaps e-commerce and how things move forward from there Tom well it's it's fascinating because Amazon it's it's a very smart play you control every sector vertically integrate it you want to have your truckload uh, your own brokerage arm, your warehousing capabilities, your e-commerce and fulfillment. And I mean, they built what's called a moat. I mean, the moat was very effective. You pay for Prime, it subsidizes it. I mean, it's it's something that, it, it feels painfully obvious that they have, you know, one can argue, you know, uh, these practices that could be considered anti-competitive. But on the flip side, most of our startups and even in social media spaces, that's the goal that for the past 10, 15 years, uh, with recent developments in web and technology, you wanted this moat. So I do wonder if this is something where policy is catching up with reality. Maybe it takes our legislative folks a while to engage it, or if there's more to it because there's other forces complaining that, you know, they want a piece of this pie. I remember when Microsoft got sued for integrating its browser into its operating system, and then that had to be split apart because obviously then it creates that moat then again as well. Uh, your impressions of what's going on here? Yeah, this is a real interesting uh, case in my mind because I think there's this traditional anti-competitive, you know, the thing that we have in the United States where we want to make sure that we don't have a monopoly. The worst thing in the world in the, and for any consumer is that there's a monopolization. I think for years we talked about cable. <laughs> you know, cable was yeah. like one of the big pain points about you couldn't do anything. And that's why all of our utilities, they're regulated because they the infrastructure almost requires a monopoly. Uh, and in this situation, Amazon's just gotten so big and easy to deal with <laughs> that really it's hard to enter the space. And I think the government has a weird position here because We've just seen cable lose its complete control. <laughs> yeah, um, the, the streaming services have now taken over. Um, it's it's not really a thing anymore. So it's it's a fine line to balance here when you're talking about do they have too much power in a space, and especially with Amazon, you've got they're a storefront. <laughs> you know, yeah, they have their own stuff, but they're still a storefront, and it's you know if you're messing with how they position the things in their own store. That's not the same thing as having a true monopoly, in my mind. Mm -hmm. So as you look at it, Thomas, in terms of controlling the entire moat, if you will, uh, what does Amazon have to be worried about here if they do have to be worried at, at this point? I think I'd be worried about splitting up some of the things. I got a little far out idea here, and this is what's been kind of sitting on my stomach as I think about this. Who would be going after them? Because usually when we see the DOJ and stuff and it, you got to look at the administration, who's been appointed. And is this a situation where we see with Teamsters and labor, we see a lot more movement in trying to expand labor, especially with UAW, UPS. If I were somebody and if I were a pro-union labor administration who's 
having the DOJ preferably target these things, would it not make sense to try and target that? Because the holy grail for labor would be to get into Amazon. You know, you're building this case and saying, well, you're monopolistic, you're anti-competitive. How, if I wanted to make Amazon more unionized like other places, that's the first step to do it because you got to divide it and conquer it. Because Amazon's smart. They use AWS to fund ways to enter other markets. They're moving around parts of the org. It's the perfect situation because look at Walmart. Before we had e-commerce, Walmart was the Amazon of brick and mortar with their SKU selection and everything else. I didn't see this kind of pressure. I didn't see this kind of stuff going towards Walmart. It leads me to believe that, you know, uh, what's the dog not barking? And when we're looking at something like Amazon, it's not like they're taking over UPS and FedEx's turf. They're prioritizing their own means of, you know, their own vertical integration. So it does feel like at least, I know I'm a trucking expert, so I would, I'd hate to see, you know, Amazon does use truckload carriers. I'd hate to see a situation where there may be more to it that we're not seeing. And this could be influencing the sudden interest in a dominant position <laughs> over the past 15 years. And it conveniently is right as, uh, you know, the, the uh, Teamsters and stuff are talking about wanting more labor and having eyes publicly set on Amazon. And we're seeing this push. It just feels a little too coincidental otherwise, especially as we're moving in towards an election season. Yeah, that's an interesting point there you're making. Zach, let me go back to the point that you made uh, earlier and just ask this, which is the slippery slope, slipperier slope, do you think? Going after Amazon and breaking it up or letting Amazon get bigger and bigger? I, I think going after Amazon is probably the slipperier slope. Okay. Uh, in terms of just our whole way of existing in our society, <laughs> uh, anytime you start trying to regulate things, you start, you're really not solving the problem. You're actually, you're actually just band-aiding things. Mm -hmm. And we've seen it with the, the railroads, <laughs> back the, the oldest of monopolies. Right, <laughs> um, yeah. it, they don't have ultimate control. Like they split them up. We saw it with the telephone companies, the bells mm -hmm. <laughs> back in the day. The moment you get in there and start trying to like regulate, they just split apart. <laughs> And now they're no longer a monopoly. Well, the bells were, were broken up. Yeah, they were broken yeah. up. Yeah. And, and then they, but anyway, the point being is that it, it's hard to say that government intervention is the right move because the nature of the market tends to correct that behavior. But then you're left with these old regulations that may actually hurt the consumer in the long run. Mm -hmm. So, Thomas, if, uh, if Amazon doesn't have this antitrust suit, who is there going to be and how does someone become a competitor to Amazon at this particular point? I mean, that's that's. Now, I mean, if you're talking about breaking Amazon up or at least trying to get it to, to look at someone else, like Walmart was forced to look at Amazon, who is Amazon going to be forced to look at? You ever try to fight an octopus? No. It's got about eight individual tentacles. The same argument applies in that. Can anybody compete against Amazon? Yeah, I can compete on one area. I may be able to compete on the e-commerce. I may be able to compete in the cloud. I may be able to compete into warehousing or truckload. But... Amazon, what makes them the target, and this is why they're getting gone after, is because they've done it to an extent that they're all communicating and operating as one mind, if we'd say. Let's say I want to expand into brokerage. We saw Amazon do that. Well, it's okay. I can, I can afford to lose millions for five years because I'm going to take a little bit from the other more profitable things. Amazon did AWS, which is one of their cash cows, as a solution because no one else provided the means for the computing to manage their inventory and their warehousing. And so we do run a risk. Obviously, Amazon is an extremely successful company. They've managed to get this dominant position for a reason. But at the same time, let's not try and assume the success is also anti-competitive. When do I see any other Amazons in the space? Like, if we have hard evidence 
kind of like a Facebook. I'm going to buy a competitor. That's funny. You know, they can buy Instagram. They can buy all these other ones. Social media can dominate our lives. And they can also get an antitrust suit coming after them. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, at the end of the day, this is a fascinating thing to watch because, um, you're, you're, you're almost in a modern day gilded age. Does it become a situation where because we are failing and we have this inequality, is this because we have to divert and let's say, you know what, you're right. Even though that most Americans living paycheck to paycheck, I'm going after Amazon for you. I'm gonna force them to give you lower prices. I mean, look at the message boards on these FBA groups fulfilled by Amazon. It is a racket, it's a hustle. There's people buying Legos a year in advance, storing them in warehouses in Amazon, letting them appreciate. And, and we're not we're not gonna even be bringing up the fact that the actual people within the FBA ecosystem are trying to take advantage of you. Let's just, let's just go after the big company itself. Like, if we're looking at the rottenness as something rotten in the state of Denmark, if you wanted to go that, it's the whole system. It's incentives. And at the end of the day, I'm, I'm tidying this point up. Government regulation only works when it addresses incentives. Right. And if the incentives are not being addressed properly, the regulation, in my opinion, is worthless. And if we're going to break up Amazon, we have not addressed the fundamental incentives and systems that allowed Amazon to do the Amazon. It's a half, it's a half measure. So, okay, so then if Amazon isn't gone after, if this doesn't happen, Zach, uh, how does Amazon, I don't want to say go away, but I mean, the, the, how, how does the behemoth be, uh, are they conquered? It, it's it's, it's invisible. Yeah, it's invisible right now. We can't tell. I yeah. have no idea. Think about 15 years ago, to this point with Walmart. Yeah. We all thought Walmart was unstoppable. Guess what? We found something new. Yeah. The, the rapid pace of change in our society right now, mainly due to technology, there will be something that will come along. If there is enough money there in a capitalistic society, people will enter. There will be new entrants. You cannot boundary that for long. Even as big of a lobby as, as all these entities have, we have seen time and time again, and that doesn't mean that that's always going to be the case. That's really where the system would fail, mm -hmm. is if the lobbying sentiment would become so large that that becomes the thing that stops uh, competitive behavior from entering the market. And that's the thing we have to guard against is the political mm -hmm. component of all this, not the free market component. The free market component has shown us time and time again that it will, if there's enough money there, somebody's coming in. Technology will, will invent something that tackles it because that's just the nature of our society. When the government influences start kind of you know, trying to band-aid and patch things. Like he said, regulations don't work well in the long run. They work well to solve symptoms. It's like taking Advil for a headache, but your headache comes back. <laughs> yeah. You haven't actually cured the, the systematic illness. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Thomas, if the uh, 17 states and the FTC are successful in this, granted, we're talking probably years down the line in terms of how this could play possibly play out, are we setting a precedent here or is this something that shouldn't be worried about necessarily? I mean, you, you just have to see how the courts rule. Will it get to the Supreme Court? I mean, we saw the past 100 years ago another large union-busting thing. We had the early forms of progressive movements. You had situations from the late 1870s all the way up, as well as labor strife. This happens when technology changes the fundamentals of cultural values, as well as the operating system. We are going through that again today. So you may, FTC may go after Amazon, but Amazon may also become a dinosaur in the next five years because we're moving at such a rapid pace with AI and other forms of technology. So I would honestly say like right now, this, this does feel like smoke. Obviously we're gonna have to wait to see a fire, but it is fascinating, extremely fascinating to watch the FTC going after Amazon for anti-competitive practices, but then our agencies are allowing, uh, you know, a billionaire to allow TikTok 
to stick around while Chinese companies are harvesting our data. Ugly precedent if the FCC wins? Uh, I, yeah, I, I think there's a lot of hypocrisy here. Uh, mm -hmm. like, like Thomas said, there's, there's lots of monopolistic situations in the United States right now, speaking of like tax software, <laughs> yeah. uh, things like that, that are allowed to persist for decades and they don't do anything about it. Amazon does not have that scale yet. Okay, it's going to be interesting next year, two years, three years. Who knows how long this may take uh, with Amazon and the FTC. But uh, again, 17 states and the FTC say that Amazon is having a coercive business practices, monopolistic behaviors. We'll see what the courts say. We'll take a short break and come back after this wrap of this edition of Free Waves Now. <laughs> 